Hey friends, and welcome back to season two of Infoscape. I am your host, Miss Information. I hope you all took the time this past Monday, the 18th, to reflect on the life and legacy of one of my favorite people, Dr. King. I consider him a philosopher. The letter from the Birmingham jail is nothing short of an apt analysis of where we find ourselves even today. I highly recommend that you read it in full or at least a summary online. By the way, the inauguration of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris was simply brilliant. If you missed it, I'm pretty sure there'll be replays on YouTube um, or like maybe a TV station will replay it. I have no idea, but I'm pretty sure you can get your hands on it. It was a beautiful day all around. The weather was really nice, albeit like cold, but still really clear skies and all that good stuff. So few updates before we begin. Number one, the radio show plans are coming along nicely. I have a name and I've made some cover art. So yay. Number two, Infoscape got some new cover art. I'm pretty sure you've noticed it by now. And the only reason I've changed it again is because while designing some stuff for the radio show, I found another design that I like better. And I'm all about making adjustments. That's what this show is about. So hope you guys are liking the new art. All right, so as for today's episode, this is the time of year that people try to get their pockets in check, either through investing, curtailing spending habits, or signing up for one of those money management services. And there are plenty of other outlets to help with financial woes. And we are going to use the next two to three episodes to discover some ways to not only get that money, but take care of it. Let's jump in. So we are going to start this series talking about budgeting. If you ever took accounting and or personal finance, I took both, by the way, you know that it's all about balance. Y'all remember assets equal liabilities? In the world of personal finance, the law is revenues are equal or greater than total expenses. By the way, if you don't want to like replay this episode multiple times, I get it. I would just like, you know, have some like paper or a pen handy. So you can just like write or type out some notes real quick, like especially if you've never heard some of this information before. And I know I've said it on multiple episodes, but I'm just going to reiterate here. A lot of this stuff that I talk about is for me too. I'm also a college student. So budgeting, making sure I'm financially ready for the next level is a huge part of my journey as well. So like I said, revenues are equal to or greater than total expenses. This simple principle is what makes a budget, quote unquote, balanced. So now we've reached the point where I need to bring in some reinforcements because I'm going to be real with y'all. A lot of my like accounting knowledge and whatnot kind of faded. Although I am an econ major, I haven't had to take a lot of hard hitting accounting in about a year and a half or so. So we are going to go to bankrate.com's five steps to balance your budget. This webpage, of course, will be linked to the episode and it is a little bit older than I would have liked, but it's the simplest guide that I could find that didn't make me try to pay. So number one, establish your budget. Simple enough. 
know what I'm saying? You got to you got to establish where you want to go, you know, kind of have some financial goals in mind. And before you put anything in writing, you need to know your financial history. That should kind of go without saying you need to take a note of how much total income across all sources you take in for a certain period of time. And you can adjust this based on how frequently you get paid. Then you need to take into account how much you spend over that same pre-established period of time. Make sure you're using the same measure of time in all of these because that can really throw you off if you're not. And after you have that figure, it should you're going to go ahead and take these informations into two main categories. Expected income and expected expenses. Expected income should consist of things like your wages, if you got a little side hustle going on, I know a lot of people do, you know, starting businesses. I'm all for it. By the way, if you want me to promote or talk about your small business on this podcast, feel free to hit me up. I am pro small business all the way, but that's just an aside. Any dividends or payouts from any investments, we will definitely get into investing on this show. Stay tuned. I'm kind of saving that for the end because like that's that's going to be a good one right there. I promise. Um, and your expected income is going to have just the opposite. Payments for a living space, imperative your vehicle, your phone bill, or any other expense that is regularly occurring. Now, your worksheet should be kind of all set up, or you should at least have the notes on how you're going to set up your financial worksheet. And I will definitely have more when we come back. The next step is to subtract your expected expenses from your expected income to determine the leftovers. Now, I mean, it's up to you what you do with these leftovers, but the author of the webpage suggests that it be set aside for rainy days. And I definitely agree with that. But if you have a surprising amount of leftovers, maybe look into investing it. We'll cover some investment tips and myths later in this series. But look, if there is an item that you have your eyes on and you want to buy it, and I read this quote once that said, you can't afford something until you can buy it twice. So if you have something that falls in that category, I mean, do your thing. But in the spirit of trying to get our pocket straight, I will continue with the advice on the webpage. The next phase is to separate the necessities from the wants. There are definitely some subcategories here. And they are discretionary expenses and non-discretionary expenses. Discretionary expenses are just wants. One of my biggest wants is takeout. And I'm sure I'm not alone in this, but I could stand to cook at home once in a while to save some money. And then you have non-discretionary expenses, which are needs, such as utilities and groceries. Like since I'm cooking at home more, I find myself going to the grocery store more often instead of a drive-through, which definitely sucks but it is healthier, you know, trying to get better for this new year. All right, and it should go without saying that your budget needs to be a living document, meaning that it shifts when it needs to, but don't think that you have to, 
be using paper and pencil for all this because paper can easily get lost and misplacing that can suck. And there are plenty of apps that offer user-friendly ways to get all of this done. Here are some ones that are currently on the market. Be mindful that Infoscape is a non-sponsored show, and I'm just reporting the news and what I'm finding on the internet. I am using nerdwallet.com. The webpage will also be linked to this episode. And the list of the best budgeting apps, according to them, of 2021. I'm not going to cover all of them, but like I said, the webpage will be linked. Feel free to check them out and give some of these apps a chance if they do fit in your lifestyle. Number one, Pocket Guard. Number two, Mint, like, you know, minting money or a mint that you eat. That's how it's spelled. I think that's a pretty clever name. And number three, Good Budget. Number four, Honeydew. It's an interesting name. And number five, personal capital. Now I actually read up on this one. This one is more of like a keeping track of your investments type of app. If you're not ready for all that, which I totally understand, you might want to hold off on that one until, you know, you're ready to really delve into investing. So that is all I have for you today. This episode kicks off our personal finance series. Stay tuned for more episodes under this heading. Reminder that although we have a new administration in power here in the United States, that does not mean the work to preserve and build a healthy democracy is done. It is just beginning. It is okay to have differing opinions, but it is never okay to use violence or hate speech to intimidate those who do not believe as you do. Democracy is not just about free and fair elections, which we had, by the way. It is about respect. This year is going to be what you make it. Take advantage of still being in quarantine. I know it's terrible and you might be ready to run outside and forget COVID exists, but I advise you to please not do that because it definitely still exists. Thank you all for your support. Keep sharing. Tell your friends and colleagues about this project. It means a whole lot. Way more than you will probably ever get a chance to know. And um, yeah. Stay tuned as we transition to talk radio. Thank you. I love you all. Peace.